Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On the Cusp. Uh, We're filming uh, our uh, season three here. Back with me is my co-host, Matt Snyder. Yeah, thanks. And this one, this one's like special for me because Pete and I've had a relationship and worked together a long time, and both have kind of grown up in our own businesses and things over a lot of years, staying connected. So I've been very vested and proud of what Pete's been able to do. So being able to showcase it and talk about some of the funny stories along the way is like really cool. So yeah, we go way back. Yeah, I mean the high, all the way to high school. Yeah, before business, then business, and then away from business and back in business. Yeah, so that's awesome. So the biggest thing that I think is the coolest thing about Pete is Pete to me. What he's done with Dillas is proving that you can do it in Shreveport. Absolutely. And we hear so much about that. Not because see, so, I, so Pete, I hear that all the time. People have an idea, they want to launch it, but they think they got to be in California, or I got to be in Austin yeah. or in the East Coast. I got to go to a bigger city. That's I gotta right. Go I got to go to a bigger city. Yeah. And I'm like, no, do it here. You did that here. Yeah. I, I mean, so Kyle, not yeah. To so get, let's go back and tell the story. So Pete and I were both working for Raising Canes, and we were young and we were energetic, yeah. and Canes was really changing. Uh, so when, well, I, when I started, it was 24 24, and mm-hmm. then Pete kind of brought me in to help at open a restaurant on Mansfield yeah. Road at 64. And then I think I left six years in from that, and the company was I at mean, like it, 400. I was going to say, it's growing so fast. You say six years, and it seems like, oh, that. but the growth it in that amount of time was crazy. dramatically yeah, yeah, yeah. over those six years. So we got to witness Keynes in, in what I think was the best time you could have ever witnessed it because it was a company really changing and growing in dramatic ways and, and you saw what worked well, and, I and think you saw what didn't work. I think too. where you have successful people, like we were talking about some other people, you and I in particular, is that be, seeing that, like 24 is a lot, like being mm-hmm. a, a restaurant owner, 24 is a lot. But in 12 years for me, it was like 24 to like 700 yeah, in 12 wow. and the uh a bit from 24 to where you know everybody's name and all that to to growing to when well, so many of those craziness. guys in like even when i got there at 60 were still like locally grown 100%. Grounded. and then you got into the the big the, restaurant industry guys coming in the, the, the move to frisco well, and all and those yeah, things and you have and, like, and you moved to dallas and so i mean that's where it all started like that's where Matt and I's business relationship started was at, at Kane's. And so quick uh, is I was there, relationship ends after 12 years. Uh, it's just a divorce, right? I say that all the time. Yeah. Like none are great, none are, yeah. none are good, whatever. But you but, learned a whole Oh my lot. goodness, a oh. ton, a, a ton. It shaped and, everything. Like you can look at, I mean, really, if you look around a hundred, those first hundred guys, yeah. Like, and girls, to me, you can see so much success in them. And that was what a restaurant leader 
looked like was also changing and there was less yeah. of, of our caliber. And if you look at that group, they're all, a vast majority are doing big things and being very successful. This started then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so and like Pete, so Pete and I, I remember we would take these big trips to the headquarters and, and whatnot for these big conferences and whatnot. And I remember us sitting with Kyle Gordon and him talking about this yeah. concept he's yeah. going to create. And yeah, so, yeah, so Kyle, uh, who is the founder of Dillas, who is the brainchild of it, him and his wife Maggie. So Kyle, to Matt's point, Kyle worked for me because I was a district manager. I had done a lot of different roles. but I, and he, So he opened, um, golly, whatever, 21, I think it was Louisville or something, Texas. He was there, and uh, so he worked for me. So we, I was a big mentor to him because I'd been at Canes and I, all that. And he, uh, his whole goal was at the time was to franchise a Canes. So back then there was only three of them in Dallas, and um, and you know it was like it was kind of an afterthought because New Orleans and Baton Rouge and South Louisiana was was the part. So anyway, neither here nor there. That didn't transpire. But he always had the dream of doing a quesadilla only concept. That was he wanted to go into Canes and learn, and he had the vision. Um, and so, anyway, he leaves Canes to go pursue the Dilla's dream, right? He had the hardest job in Canes, too, because his restaurant was right around, it was not far at all from the head, the new headquarters As a city. in yeah, yeah, Frisco. Yeah. And so yeah. we would be at these meetings, and he'd be telling, you know, we were nervous about, you know, the the district manager dropping in. He'd have, like... Todd. Todd and Shaq drop yeah, in, or like yeah, some yeah, prints yeah. from yeah. And, and so his stories were epic. Yeah, that's right. he went from like that's the, real pressure. Yeah. Oh, because he went from like the old, like, he was at 21, I think it was, it was the number of it, right? And then when, before he left, he was at like 60, I think it was 69. So I mean, you got to think those big gaps. So he did. He went from like me, the only one he's seeing. Dude, there was a hole in his office. Like we used to, I used to hide stuff in the hole, like this hole in his office, and to see if he was even looking at it. And like, I'd be like, dude, like you didn't catch the box combo that I put in there four months ago. Dude, dude it's crazy. Pete has some of the greatest raising hand stories ever. My favorite one was on Kings Highway when when you saved the guy. Oh my you God. have to tell the story really quick. So real quick, guy, we are going definitely yeah. sidetracked, but. Uh, this so is this, the fun so stuff. That, so this, this guy, this guy, uh, his name was Tommy. But he, uh, we're in the office, and he's we're eat, eating, and he's like, uh, I don't know what he, he's a <laughs> corporate guy, but we're eating. And all of a sudden, he goes, <laughs> and I like, I'm like working on the computer. I look over, he's he's about your size, big guy, right? And I look over there, and he is choking to death on a chicken <laughs> finger. And I know I laugh, but, and I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like, and so I get behind him. Imagine me getting behind <laughs> you, right? And I'm like, I'm like, come on. I don't know what I'm doing. I, just, I saw it on Rescue 911. Right? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, so I'm behind him, and I'm, like, ramming his chest, dude. And he's, like, blah, and, like, all over the place, like, throws up or whatever, whatever happened, all over. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, dude, I think you broke my chest. So I did. Dude, I cracked his sternum. And so, like, months later, we're at a meeting, and, like, you'd see him kick back in the chair, and he'd be, like, rubbing his chest because I like, cracked his sternum. But I, and, like, dude, we had call-outs and stuff the next few days because he had, like, he had, like, gotten sick all over the schedules, and they were ruined. Oh, my gosh. And he was trying to fix them. Terrible situation. So, Not funny. So yeah. we would go to these meetings, and that's what the conversations would be. Like, these hilarious stories. You've got all these young guys running these restaurants. We're at yeah. a fun age. Like, 
it, you're really kind of starting to become business leaders, whatever. It was super fun. And then you've got Kyle saying like, I've got this business plan and I'm going to yeah, open this concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're like, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome if you do it. Yeah, cause I got one too. You know, yeah. we all had it these. It almost was like, I didn't, I, he obviously was obsessed with it, but like, I didn't even really think about it. We would all kind of like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you yeah. don't even, you're like, I mean. Yeah. So what made you take the leap from okay, Kane's so, to, okay, okay, I like your idea. Okay, so this is a funny story too. So Kane's and I part ways, I really didn't, it, it was sudden. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I have to reference Ma uh, Matthew Santamont, who, uh, who helped me immensely, like, bridge that gap of Kane's to what was I going to do ultimately. And, uh, and he's like, dude, just work for me. And, you know, like. I don't even know what I did. You know, he, we laugh about yeah, it. I was, I was like, like, what are you I doing? I just drove around. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I did. But it got me time to have some mental clarity. Well, Kyle calls me and, uh, and he's like, hey, I heard the news. Because I was, and, I, and Matt's going to maybe roll his eyes, but I think he'll agree. Like, I was kind of the golden boy, right? I was the Canes guy. I was like the uh, hoorah Kane. You know, I was the guy. He was totally bought in. Totally And he in. had brought in me and Tons so many other. Bump, all of us were like, yeah. there was none of us without Pete. Because mm -hmm. they like, trusted, they knew me, and Matt's like, well, it's a fast food place, but if Pete's yeah, doing it, it's got to be I remember our first conversation ever. It's I do, like, too. I really do, like, too. Yeah. And, uh, and so um, so Kyle calls me, and he's like, oh, my God, dude, like, what's going on? They got rid of you. And he goes, it's about time. I'm surprised it wasn't sooner. You know, that's the relationship we had. It was joking. I was like, dark time. Like, right. I'm trying to figure out what, what I'm going to do. And he's like... He had he had already gone through that. Everybody that had already gone through that, me, Kyle, all that, were like, It'll be okay. dude, thank God. Yeah, yes, and yeah. like You'll be okay. And it was and and yeah, so that was definitely a like, dude, okay, yeah, we're gonna talk to you like in your mind space, but we're all going like, dude, you're about to have the best yeah, five and, years and of that's your life. Because we was. all were. Already, yeah. Yeah. And so Kyle says uh, so I said, hey, dude, like, what's going on? I was working with Matthew at the time, not in the restaurant business. And, um, and so I said, dude, I want to come over. So Tara, my wife, and I drove over there, uh, went to, uh, we call it D1, for Dilla's One, and Plano. It's a refurbished jack-in-the-box. Kyle and Maggie did a great job with, you know, wanting sheer, uh, champagne taste on a beer budget, but truly having a beer budget. Your first one, right. you know, you're trying to make it happen. So Tara and I go over there, and I go into the walk-in cooler, and that was the moment. Like I went into the walk-in cooler and I, you got to think where I came from, raw chicken, raw eggs, frozen fries, not, and I, it's not real sexy, right? right? It wasn't real, like there wasn't any art to it, if that makes sense. So I walked in this cooler and I was like, like, oh my God, like fresh, you can picture in your mind, fresh cilantro, fresh jalapenos, fresh onions, uh, marinated brisket, cooked brisket, all that. And Tara and I walked in, I was like, oh, Kyle, dude, this is this is great. And so we talk and we have the first picture of me with the, the stuff on, you know, like hat on and right. all that. So I left and, uh, and went back and long story short, it took us about a year to negotiate our deal. Um, and that's where we are. But kind of with, to your question, Matthew Santamont was really the guy that I was driving with him. You got to think he's an entrepreneur. He's a business owner. He owns multiple businesses. And he said, dude, you just have to jump off the cliff. Yeah. He's like, you're yes. miserable doing what you're doing with me. And we're close enough that, I mean, he's paying me and I'm like, dude, I'm miserable. I, I'm not doing what I love. 
And he's like, dude, you have enough support. You know enough people. You're in a good community. Jump off the cliff. There's going to always be a net there. Right. Uh, you know, you might drop a long way and the net catches you. But at some point, I mean, you know, you've got people that can, can you help you. You have to have the blind faith. Like, you do. 100%. I don't care. Everybody, because everybody you're around or a lot of people are going to tell you this. You, yeah. Nobody's done it that way. I remember when you yeah. helped me call your brother to help write my first contract. Yeah. Which, you I know, remember you sent up the and, LLC. And your brother I mean, was like, and your brother was doing the work, but like, I don't understand what this is. Like, this isn't going to work. And I was like, yeah, it is. And he was like, went to have more conversation. And I was like, no, it is. Just send me the yeah, contract. You got to have the faith. You got to have the faith of faith. like, I don't even Wait, have time you, to listen to you tell me you don't understand because it doesn't matter if you understand. Yeah. And you got to jump. Well, and, and that's the cool thing with what Kyle was doing is I understood. I just didn't know. I didn't know about contracts. Man, over the last six months even, I've learned more about real estate and about all that stuff than I ever knew. Even we've been doing it almost five years, right. four and a half years. But, um, but well, yeah, jumping off and doing Well, I've that. always learned the more deals you do, the more you'll learn. And you yeah. can't be afraid of, the, you know, don't be afraid of what you don't know. Because well, right? and, and it, yeah. it will stop you in well, every Anybody case. listening to, and, and some people might agree or disagree, I don't know. To do what, what an entrepreneur does, you, you obviously have to be super passionate. You can see Matt's passion talking about when he started it. You can see mine and Kyle's and everybody that, that does it. But you're either desperate or dumb, and sometimes a little bit of both. And when I say that, yeah. I was more – desperate's a hard word, like a right. harsh word. But meaning like your back's against the wall and you, you have to live your dream at That's that point. That's correct. Yeah. That's what I mean by desperate. Not that you can't pay your water bill. or you, I mean like that – is a true, true, true thing. But that's there, there too, and that but keeps you honest. It, and then the dumb piece is, is like, it's super easy. Well, to it go. really keeps you focused on what you have to do right now today yeah. to be successful. It's yeah. super easy okay. to go down to the courthouse, put in your application, have a nine to five, Monday through Friday with great benefits and all that. That is a wonderful option for people. It just wasn't for me. I can't be doing this. I mean, even at Kane's, the corporate side of it, I had the radio show we were laughing about earlier, yeah. is that I had to stop that. It was like, you can't do that. Well, now this is not only helping the community and y'all's mission and y'all's passion, but it's mine as well. And everybody yeah. wins. And I wanted to be able to do that and not be handcuffed and do the right thing. And um, so with that leap of faith is that my terror was amazing. Like, I knew, I and mean, we had been, we've been together forever. I mean, since high school, I mean, we've been together. And, but when I went to her uh, and I, Kyle and I are doing this deal and I said, Hey, listen, uh, I never forget. She's sitting in the playroom with the kids. She hasn't worked in five, since our kids, five or six years, she came home from teaching. Uh, I was making plenty of money at Cane's and I um, was talking to Bump, a matter of fact. And, uh, and uh, he's giving me his pearls and his wisdom. And I went in, and I said, Hey, listen, I said, Tara, um, I got two things for you. A, you're going to have to go back to work. And B, I need all of our money, every mm. ounce, every penny. And she's sitting on the floor with the kids, and she goes, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, desperate or dumb. I don't know whether yeah. she didn't realize what I was saying, but she went back to teaching. She is a librarian. She has great benefit, all that. But she, it also takes your, your support group, your wife, your kids, your mom, your dad, your, they have to to understand to you're almost not knowing not, is a good thing i look yeah, at things like you. so many of the things like now when i have to re-up every year for crawfest well i know way more now i'm way more scared now knowing, six years yeah. of doing it than i was in year one or two 
because you learn that well it goes back to is it is it being able to operate with that unknown that makes you a great entrepreneur because you got to be comfortable with it the world tells you this is how you have to do everything and every entrepreneur i know took one of those rules and said i'm gonna do it different all right and i'm or i'm gonna test it yeah and that's a hard thing like like college your whole world set up is like go do this do that do this get this job do this be well, on that's what I was in the courthouse like yeah you, know, yeah. you go and, yeah. and you do that and, you do and those are great an things to do wonderful things, things. Yeah, absolutely no. we need people doing that you gotta have you that hope. you hope yeah, but I you mean. also gotta have the person that says i'm gonna jump and um, and you usually have somebody and we had a lot of people i well, think in our lives that would say like hey stop for a minute and think like how many i don't think how many people mm. do you know that jumped off you the say cliff that but your experiences are, are so great you've already calculated oh well, when i say i don't yeah. think meaning like i that's the a big mistake people make is they're on that neutral ground that they call the the death ground you you've maybe heard it called of like if you're not moving forward you're gonna die yeah it's like war you know yep. what i mean if you're not per- and so when i say i don't think it's like that like you you it's so really scary what you do when you invest millions of dollars and you're putting your life you, you know your family's lives in the hands of you you can't think about all that you think yeah. about the end game that's right of you're you're focused focus on what on you it. have and like, to do people think that you know i'll i'll you know buy a building or sign a lease or you know and you're like 20 years I'm committing to that. I can't think about that. I always right. think about this. How many guys do I know or girls I know that signed a lease that now live under the bridge? No, I don't know any. No, I don't know no any. Either. That's the image people draw you to, to scare you, I think. Oh, Matt, you better look at every eye. Yeah. You better cross every T. You better be very safe or you're going to lose it all. I finally just said, you know what? And I think people do this to Shreveport a lot. I, I've had a conversation where somebody was telling me one of a, an idea for South Shreveport in particular was, you know, why, how scary it was. And I said, name one business that's opened in the last 15 years south of 3132 that has failed due to lack of support. Yeah, I mean, and it was all, and it was almost impossible to come up with one. I think the the thing is that I've seen too is. People don't like to get creative with deals, you know, with, with, with like, if I owe you, if I'm in a lease with you and I'm leasing a building for 15 years and it's not working well, whatever, whether it's a restaurant or selling pixie sticks, whatever it is, right? You need me to be successful. Yes. And so you're going to do whatever. And I think people think it's so cut and dry, like, oh, well, you know, Dave's going to do this and that and the other and what, no, dude, like you're going to, you got to work. You're going to go out of your way. Shreveport. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, at some point today. But, like, Shreveport has been a gr- – that's been a huge plus here. It's taught us some good things. One, to support our community. Both of us, that's yeah, integral in what we do. The other thing that, that I always remember is Keynes had a thing of find a yes. And that's to me, when you find me somebody and I'm negotiating with somebody, I can tell you pretty quickly how successful I'm going to – think they're going to be on their ability to find a yes. People that tell me these are the rules, there's no gray area, it's this, this, and this, and they yeah. don't have any ability to find a yes, 
I think there's a huge ceiling on their right. They're they're on, creating on their that, that. But that when glass you ceiling. can find the yes, and me and you could look at any deal and find a way to do it to together, make it happen. Yeah. because we're both yeah. yes guys. We're gonna be like, okay, well, what if I move this? What if I, and and ours just ends up being how do we yeah. make it win for both of us? Well, that's like looking at a lease. Like people think a lease is uh, these are the terms. This is the but like dude, there's been deals. Where I'm like, hey man, what if um I gave you you know free Dillas for a year. Or, hey, man, what if I'll sponsor your kid's soccer team? Or Like, there's creative ways Absolutely. to make them. And, and that's the thing of, like, just that entrepreneurial spirit, that entrepreneurial, like, you just out-of-the-box right. type thinking. And, um, and it's been – it's just, you know, I don't know if I was born to do it. You know, people are like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you were born entrepreneur. You, I mean, I sold mailboxes when I was in sixth grade because, like, Kids went around and hit them with baseball bats, and I saw a need. You but hit them with baseball bats, and then you sold generated. So what's next for Dillas? What are you guys looking at so, doing? So okay, so I own Primo Restaurant Group, and in Primo P R I M A U X was the play on Primo Quesadillas because we're a Louisiana-based company. So our restaurant group is a franchisee of, or for better terms, we have a license agreement with Dillas to open in the state of Louisiana and East Texas. So when Kyle and I did it, Kyle had two when we opened our first one. So we were super small. We needed to prove concept, right, that it works because he's in Plano, Frisco, McKinney, Denton. He's in these big markets. And so um, so I said, hey, we're going to start our restaurant group. We'll open Dillas and the first ones will be in Shreveport and then Bossier. Uh, so we opened two in Shreveport, then one in Bossier. Next, we're looking at East Texas as a very viable market. Um, I love what they have going on in the Tyler and Lufkin, right. Nacogdoches area. Got some great things going on there. Uh, Ruston's on the map. Uh, Monroe. I mean, we have the state. So it's it's more of um, it's it's more of breaking it down into yeah. sections. Like me going from Shreveport, Bossier to opening up in to the New Orleans yeah. doesn't really. Right. So we're being very strategic about that. About allowing our manpower, you know, hour and a half, two hours, I can slip over there. Jeff, who is our uh, director of operations, can slip over there, visit. We can make, you go visit the chamber, go visit the mayor's office. We can do all that stuff quickly. Uh, and with a lot of, Scott Martinez and Tyler in particular was here. I don't know if you know Scott. I know Scott very so, well. Wonderful dude. Now, he called me the other day and he's like, hey, just touching base. And I was, that kind of stuff impresses people that are risking a lot and that are putting yeah. a lot into communities, they call and said, hey man, just touching base with you, I'm ready for quesadillas and Tyler. And, uh, and so the, the next thing for the brand is, you know, really to, to open up more in communities and make an impact in those communities. And that was a, a, a big thing, um, Kyle kind of off record passion is the community impact piece. Like that's, they do a thing with many mills, which is a, uh, ever like you can, when you buy a meal, you can say, I want 30 cents to go to Minnie's Mills. That's like him and Maggie's mm-hmm. kind of their off record passion. Right. Mine is opportunity. And it's not that it's not community. I, I'm saying all well, it is like, Op- the generating deep, opportunities right, is part I, like, of community. A guy, a kid that's 24, like we were that starts, that is working his butt off, that wants to do more, that is having kids that is building that I want to provide opportunity, but the different things that I will do in, in I will not have what happened to me happen to them. And I, I want to retain people like Matt Snyder and Pete John and Jack Skaggs and the list goes on. I want, I, I, if, if Matt, let's go back. If you were called me and you were at Dill, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing because I would have given you the opportunity and the autonomy and the freedom to ex- 
explode. Well, do we, what you do. We you were know? different too, and we well, yeah, and, and we wanted to own businesses, and and that and that's what my goal right, was is to yeah. give them that because not everybody a has the capital to do it, and that's very difficult in today's market Absolutely. as well. Yeah, but then b a lot of them you know don't know. I was fortunate to be surrounded by great people and. To, and kind of to have that blind faith or whatever you want to call it, but I want to give people opportunity to have the the uh, the the reward of owning it, but I also don't want them to have all of that stress, you know. Yeah. Of, of well, you, you want know, them to benefit from a lot of financially freedom, the lessons that you've learned, correct. all everything that you and Matt have done. You want to make their transition yeah. into that entrepreneurial. But I mean, Kyle's amazing. Part. I mean, he the part most people couldn't do it. Like it was very loose. You know, it was like, it's not a typical franchise disclosure document you see. Right. And He's I'm an interesting guy because he has the looseness that we kind of had at that time, but he also always had, like, he could run it real tight. Yeah, and you have to, like, I've learned that, too, of, like, the, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, everything's about making money. I mean, you know, it's right. not a nonprofit. It's a for-profit business. But a, a, a huge part of that is back in the community and understanding that if I write a check for $1,000, like, that's a huge deal. And the team and the managers have to understand that's, like, real money. Right. Like, yeah. that's $1,000 that, you know, could go into But we've growth. seen so much. If, if Pete supports Crawfest at $1,000, if you're working with the right community partners, we've watched it. It's what I built my marketing business yeah. on. You see that loyalty come back in your door. Yes. And we... We watched that so closely at Gaines that I think that I built a whole business on it yeah, about it, showing it, it, other no, people it, in the community. It does. It does. So, I mean, we got a lot of great things uh, going on. I mean, we'll open, fingers crossed, uh, one or two in quarter four of this year. Um, if we can get, you know, a lot of our stuff is um, we don't have, we, we have a prototype. We haven't built one. You will see some in the near future. But um, but we had, you know, doing a second generation restaurants, you know, doing an end cap drive through. Those are quick. So hopefully right. we can, you know, we're our brand works really well in that sector. So um, so, I mean, we'll hopefully get a couple open this year. Um, you know, the ultimate goal for me, if you said, hey, Pete, like, what is it? I would say it's 20 is my number like now. How many um, of those can be in in Shreveport Bossier? Well, we how many can we support? We have three what, in Shreveport Bossier. I think we could probably do another one. Yeah. Uh, an, you know, you have to also think how niche we are. Uh, we're not a chicken finger. We're not a hamburger. We're not, you know, I mean, you, you, you can saturate and sales transfer very easily yes. because we do so much catering too. So I think three or four, it's not because anything with the city. It's because I, I think, you know, for us, like, you know, you have to, you can't be like Starbucks. You have one across the street. Yeah, because yeah, it's, right. You, you don't want, you don't want one guy competing against yeah, this guy all I mean, over here. Yeah, you can't really you know, do that. So I would that. say, I would say probably one more. Um, it could probably house one more. I don't know where. I mean, I haven't even, yeah. you know, right now we're really, we've only been open four years. Yeah. And so we've just, we just did it really fast. Um, but, you know, Shreveport is, um, it was the obvious choice. I think what's crazy is Kyle believing in me and my team in Shreveport so much. Yeah, as a Dallas guy. As a Dallas yeah. guy. But yeah. I think that's the thing is what Shreveport offers that other cities don't. I don't want to say big cities, other cities. Because Tyler's smaller than Shreveport, right? They got a lot of things going. Ruston has a lot of great things going on. But the big thing is here is that it's the opportunity to create the culture you want in a business. Shreveport, that's probably its biggest strength. That it's is... not population. 
I mean, it's not huge. It's 180. I, I don't know. Yeah, that. if I mean, you just take Shreveport's 180. You know. But you got Shreveport, Bossier, and you got East Texas. And it's not. And a lot of people don't take into account the Arkansas-Texas connection. People are coming here, and if they know about Dillas, they're going to go there. Well, and I tell you this, and I don't want to lose my train of thought with it, is that if you're, let's say you're an athlete or a business person, whatever, and you know, you, you, you talk to someone and you're like, you can't teach that about that tennis player. You can't teach what they, you can teach a forehand, you can but you can't teach something. Like there's something that you can't describe it. Like it's just, you got it, right? right? And I think the, the biggest plus that Shreveport has and why we chose this, not only because Pete's from here and people watching, it's like, well, obviously it's where his family lives. No, dude, Tara and I were like, remember the desperate and done deal? We would have yeah. done whatever. Is that Shreveport has something you can't teach and you can't teach culture. The commute, is what the commute is. It could get worse. It could get better. The population could, but I think when you're, if I'm comparing it to like someone that has, Shreveport has the it when you have the culture. We, ju we just have to get other concepts, other entrepreneurs to see that. To Matt and I argue about that a lot, okay? He wants more culture. I want more Pete Johns. Pete, how many employees you got? Setting up things uh, here. 120. Where do you live? What what cultural thing happens directly at the end of your driveway? Yeah, Mardi Gras. Oh, what? Wait, you live on cultural, the biggest cultural event of our area, and you have you employ 120 people. Pete creates jobs because he loves the culture. He is the culture. That's he right. is the culture I, we want to promote. Next right. on Doctor Phil, yeah. <laughs> you love the culture of Shreveport. Yes. I, I, yeah, I mean. So more people buying into the culture of Shreveport equals more jobs. What I love is I love the, the culture that Shreveport has. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, but I love the opportunity. Shreveport could have better culture. Just like, yeah. I yeah. mean, it could get better. I love the opportunity. Shreveport has that. And when I go back to what I was saying about, like, you know, um, I, I interview someone for a, a accounting position or whatever, right? And I'm like, dude, they're not really great at accounting. They're gonna get better. At, maybe they're 26 years old and they just got yeah. out of school or whatever. But they have like the personality and they have mm -hmm. the, the drive. They, that's what I'm comparing Treeport. Treeport has the tools. It has the things you can't teach. You can make it better, but it's, it, do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I totally like, understand. Like, I, I think Treeport is full of opportunities. Yeah. I don't right. think culture built, you, let's take Dallas, because Dillas was founded in Plano. Dallas, to me, and this isn't a shot at Dallas. Oh, Dallas, well, I'll make the Dallas, shot then, team me up. Dallas doesn't have culture, right? It doesn't. It, there's sections that do. There's, um, what's downtown? Um, uh, name of that long street that um, everybody's moving oh to. Goodness. It's just um, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but, anyway. Yeah, we but know where you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about. There's little pockets. There's pockets. Um, but then, I mean, I'm twisted because then you look at New Orleans is the mecca of culture. And so I think Shreveport has the, it has the potential and the opportunity, and it does have some of it now, of to be a, a blend. New Orleans has a ton of culture, not great for business at the moment, right? right. From pe business people I talk to. Dallas, wonderful for business, doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, they say you go to Dallas, and it's like, oh, you want some good food, dude? And I go eat it. I'm like, I'm eating at an airport. Essentially, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's no culture. You, I want to go in and see the lady behind the counter, 
that's been cooking biscuits and gravy that way for a hundred years, right? You know what I mean? Like, and, and so I go back to what Dilla's is. Dilla's is built on culture. Dilla's is built on uh, a cool environment uh, with opportunity and that that's, does the right thing. And Shreveport was a wonderful test or whatever you want to call right. it. Well, you can, and we'll wrap this, but I think what Dilla's is going to become is a great Shreveport success story because what you're doing that, that I can't think of a lot of other people that have done is you're using Shreveport as a launching off point. What Todd yeah. did in, in Baton Rouge with Canes is what you're, you guys, I mean, yes, Dallas was the home of Dillas, but you're the first franchise and you're really proving the franchise model for a company that's gonna grow a lot in Shreveport, and I appreciate you for doing yeah. that. Well, no, so. thanks. And yeah, and I, yeah. you know. And I hope people see that. Yeah, well, me to too. Tell and that part of the story. When it's yeah. happening. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it not, is. it's not a thought. I mean, it happened. Right. And yeah. now we just need the community to continue support, and we got to continue to give Absolutely. back to the community, you know? And so and that's that's, that's kind of what's on our horizon. But we're glad that you picked Shreveport, your hometown, to make it happen. Well, no, right. and it, it, it I'm happy. I mean, Shreveport's been wonderful, and you know, it's uh, we want to continue to grow, and it's funny because you go and uh, we look at the top of our like sheets or whatever, and it says like you know how it has like where you're all, and it's mm -hmm. like you know Plano, Frisco, McKinney, and then it has like Shreveport and then Bossier City, you know. And I know Kyle's talking to people in Dallas that look at Shreveport differently now that we they're like, wait, you went Dallas to Shreveport, I think. I'm proud and, and thank oh, you. I love it. That I we absolutely say, hey, listen, we did. You know, if somebody's did. got a company they want to move here, I'll help them get here. Well, you know, okay. that's an amazing. I love it. That's yeah. an amazing thought because just like you talked about Rustin or Monroe being able to run over for a meeting in two hours from there, if we could sell Dallas concepts that that, that Shreveport is that. That's a heck of a. Well, uh, I mean, it's not. You know, it's not. You can get there in no time at all. Definitely. All right, we got to wrap this up. Pete, I had a good time, thanks. man. This is great. We may have to bring you back, okay? Well, let's open and, a couple more, and then we can yeah, have we, more we're, experiences. Yeah, we might have to bring you back on a couple of other topics just about Shreveport. Yeah, dude, cool. I love it, man. Thanks for what y'all right. do. This is wonderful. Thanks. Thank you, man. All right.